Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Two Black Dads Podcast. I am your host, the very handsome Kyrie Creek, and my co-host, the phenomenal Kadeem Richardson. No, I'm joking. I had to, I had to beat it. Up. I, had to, I had to go. I had to go. This nigga said he's beautiful. The what am I the handsome. I don't know. The debonair. Yeah. How was your? Uh, well, hope everybody had a, a great Thanksgiving. Hope yeah, I really do hope everyone had a, a great Thanksgiving. I hope all the food tasted good, and I hope that the cousin that you don't like, the aunt that makes too many smart comments, the uncle that has no job but always wants to make a comment about you. I hope that all of them did nothing to ruin your holiday this season, and I hope you had a very big smile and a very big plate of some very good food. I hope nobody had um, a soul food moment, you know? Yes, I also I hope that nobody had a soul food moment. If you've never seen moment. the movie, I hope nobody's cousins smashed their husband. So I hope everybody's good out here in the streets. And if they did, you know, record it. You feel me? Make some money off that. Only fans, you know, run a little sale. <laughs> you know, I, I saw the meme you put, no, the gift you put on, on Twitter. It's like the grandma cutting <laughs> Yo, Kyrie's wild. Y- y'all need to go go follow him real quick and check that out. He's wild. He's wild yeah. out here. So there's a uh, for the people at home who don't have Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Um, there's a, a gif. Well, there's a video of LL Cool J when he was on SmackDown. Uh, I want to say it was the early 2000s. Yeah, maybe the late 90s. But he's on SmackDown and and he does this thing where it's like he makes his he slides his hand down his face. But he licks his hand when he does it. It's like a combination of like the Undertaker or something, and something else. But I did it, and the caption says, "You know, me hinting to my grandma to cut me a slice of pie." That man's wild. What kind of pie we eating? Over? Sweet potato pie. <laughs> Thank you. And I need her to make it wet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make that motherfucker wet. <laughs> yeah. What kind of patty pies is going on over here? <laughs> I don't know patty pies. He's homemade, baby. <laughs> but nah, it, and it's wild. Is uh, is uh, so. The video itself, people have wondered for years what it meant. Like, why we, why was he? Everyone's made jokes like, "Oh, he was high at WWE. He was rolling off an of E pill on SmackDown." But he came out and made a tweet. Um, actually, a couple months ago, when I uh, looked into it, it was like, uh, "Oh, it means I'll cut your head off, then lick the blood off my blade." So who won it? And I'm like, I'm still using this video to talk about my grandma. I don't. And, and these pies. <laughs> Man, wicked. It's a grim reaper of pies. That's what you look like. The grim yeah. reaper of pies. That's wicked. It's, uh, um, have you done any uh, shows recently? Ooh, uh, oh, no. I'm sorry, everybody. Me and Kadeem were actually on the show together. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, Sunday? Last Sunday, Monday? yeah. Yeah, and and I know because we do the podcast, y'all think we hang out like every day, but we don't. So like, I'm always really, really happy when I get to hang out with. Kadeem. Yeah, I was excited. Yeah, and then like, uh, and it's so funny because like I live uh, where the comedy show was. I only live about ten minutes away, and um, Kadeem was already there. And it's it's, it's so funny because like I was running late, and like right when I got to the venue, and I'm like, oh, you know, my bad. I was like, I look at my phone. And Kadeem texting like, "Hey, where you at, bro?" Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted him to see this new set, like this new ten minutes I was working on. But I was like, it, "It's great." But I was like, you know, I want to see what he think about it. It too. genuinely is. And uh, I'm not to cut you off to the people listening at home. If you haven't checked out Kadeem Richardson stand up, please do. I'm such a big fan. He he has uh, this new bit, and I promise you, the joke the joke he reads it, and it if you listen to him while he's on stage. It literally like feels like you're watching a TV show. Like, it's very very funny. I and, appreciate that. Yeah, very very good bits. And like, it is it is so dope because it's like uh, with comedians, you'll have like uh, like you'll have a room full of comedians at a show, a green room full of comedians at a showcase <laughs> or something like that. And it's like you know everybody's working out material, but it's you know you'll have those comedians where it's like oh no I re- I, I want to know what he thinks because he's funny. 
Mm. Right? And it's like you value their opinion because they're a good writer or they're funny as hell. Like, And that's how it is with you. It's like, hey, like I walked in the green room. It was everybody there. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Where my nigga at, though? Like, that's... <laughs> That's what it was. I like the, I like how you what you added on to your new joke too. I was like, oh, this is nice with the with what the the, uh, the haircut or the um the haircut and the, also the the plus size kid. When the oh haircut, yeah, I like that. I like it's that. the fat voice that I remember. Yeah, I was What's the Kari. <laughs> yeah, like look what I could do. I didn't even you know it's crazy, bro. I, um, I didn't even think to do that last night, but I did the uh, I added on more to the um to the the lifestyle bit at the end mm. yeah so that that all in all bro i'm i'm pushing like close to 20 with my new stuff now yeah that's good and it's like i i just need 30 and i'm good to go and then i'm going back for another 30 like i'm i don't want to say it on the podcast but i'm hoping next year is going to be like really like i think it'll be a fun year yeah it's, it's, like there's a, a lot going on in a good in a good way a lot going on in a good way in a good way um so good news you know uh last night i did last night i headlined church of satire for the first time and it was also the last show of my tour for this year. Mm. So I wrapped up my first headline tour. <sighs> yeah, I wrapped up my first headline tour. So like and that was pretty fun. Like that's like a pretty big deal. Yeah, I was just in Atlanta this weekend. That's all I did. I just chilled with family. It, it was good. It was a long drive. I just got back last night. Kadeem's being humble. That was you, a long drive. Kadeem had a meeting with Tyler Perry. He can't he can't go into the dynamics, but he won't have to wear a wig, so wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> I said, brother, you already have a wig on. Put your man bun in. You're good to go. I don't know. I might be too skinny for Tyler Perry's you think so? Oh, no. They're going to give you one of them muscle suits. <laughs> but you light-skinned, so you automatically the hero. So You know how that goes. Yeah, you I'm automatically gonna, the gonna hero. save a, a battered, oh. battered woman. Bro, you think they're going to cast this together and I'm, I'm going to be the villain? You they, could be because you got a beard and everything. Yeah, I just got cut my I got shaved. You know all his villains, dark skin and bold. And they got like that high temp uh, fade. On the, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Our Tyler Perry, holler at me. Yeah, we, are a, we are a blockbuster waiting to happen, brother. <laughs> I'm telling you. Just hear me out. I'm just telling you. A, a, a crip and a man with a man bun. Like that's, that's how <laughs> we're going to. Uh, but no, I wrapped up my first headline tour. That's really dope. Uh and it was very, it was honestly, it was real interesting to see like the different crowds and like where I could like, honestly, where I could like get people to come out at. So, um, DC, <laughs> DC was zilch, like not a, whatever, but it happens, you know, just who was I listening to? Oh, it was, uh, schoolboy Q. He was mm -hmm. doing an interview. It was like a long time ago. He was talking about Kendrick Lamar and he was like, yeah, remember we was out. Kendrick Lamar was actually open enough for him. Mm. And he was like, hey, man, we was in Royal Oak. It's in Michigan. It's like a city outside the city of Detroit. He was like, yeah, it was like 20 people in the crowd. Like, it happens. It, no, 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 Valley. It, it happens because Delaware. Now look at them. <laughs> Delaware was damn near sold out. Atlanta was like super packed, almost sold out. We actually sold out Pittsburgh. So that was pretty cool. And then Church of Satire in Pennsylvania, well, Hanover was, uh, that was pretty packed out too. So yeah. like, it was dope to see like me bringing out these crowds. And then it's like, I get to bring the homies with me. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to uh, Lyric Marie, Jamar Taylor, Saray, Alan Massenberg, Ilhan. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, it was two comedians from Atlanta, uh, Eddie, and I can't remember the other guy's name. And I sincerely apologize for that. But, like, all of them, honestly, like, every show I did just did their thing. And it's, like, it's so, it's, it's so dope to be able to do yeah, these put other shows. People on, yeah, other people bro. On. Like, you don't know how. And, like, I got this thing. I don't like asking what my pre sales are until, like, we're there. Mm -hmm. like, so. Yeah, that be giving people anxiety sometimes as comics. Like, oh, yeah, I don't, don't want to worry about that. So, 
when I got to when we got to Arcade Comedy Theater, shout out to Nia from Arcade Comedy Theater, uh, Jim from um, Jim from Church of Satire, um, Kenny from Peach Street Comedy down in Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, Alan Masper, everyone who helped make this tour possible. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, like I said, I think next year is going to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say everything. I mean, I guess you say it and speak it into existence, but like just writing stuff, traveling, uh, going to different places to do comedy. No, yeah. I'll leave it at that. It'll be fun. Yeah, we we can't say too much. Me and Kadeem are creating great things, yeah. but we can't say too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I like to like that. I'll be able to uh, probably bring my wife and son with me too in some of these places just to have fun, so they can explore too. So my goal is always to um, every year, my son, I want him to travel at least ten thousand miles. Like we go. Somewhere. Oh, I never, uh, I like, never. That's way better than saying like, oh, like ten different because that can eagle up way more yeah. than ten thousand miles. Yeah, so I just like ten thousand miles, whether it's flying or driving. Like he just explore, we go somewhere different. So right now he's at twenty thousand. So he's two years old. You got twenty thousand miles. Oh, oh your uh, kid. Yeah, baby. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so I, want him, I want him to travel more. I was going around and do stuff. He did great on the car ride. Didn't cry once. Had that tablet and a um with little cheese puffs and, and bananas. He was straight. He was good to go. So I was like, yo, you easy to try with. But everybody was like, <laughs> everybody was like yo, he acts just like you. He like, he's cool. He's cool. So I don't know. Uh, hopefully everything is, is co-aesthetic with that. And we just keep having fun with it. I don't know. I, I know we kind of talked about this before. And, and it's weird. Uh, I guess we had, well, Anti-Bully Month was in October. Yeah. I didn't realize that as a teacher. I'm a, I, was, I just started. Don't, don't get mad at me, y'all. But I didn't realize, you know... I wish they kind of would have had that when we were little. Cause like, yeah, well, like yeah. niggas needed that. Like yeah, niggas they, need to hear like, hey, don't bully, bro. Yeah, because it's like when I first moved to Detroit, I kind of got bullied for like two months at the school. And it's like I really, I know people was like, you should have said something like as I got older. But I'm kind of glad I didn't because yeah. where I went to elementary school at, like my great grandmother lived like a block away. And that's where like all my cousins used to be. So it was like, yeah, oh I yeah, shit would have got sticky. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, it's probably shit would have got real. <laughs> they was like, why didn't you never tell us when you was young? I was like, why would I tell you? If, like, I it would have been bad at that school. So I was like, nah, I'm good. I handled it myself. Uh, January 28th, I handled it. It was done. It was a done deal. January 28th, yeah, specifically January 28th, because yeah, I whooped somebody's ass right behind the snowman. <laughs> like, it was like today. No, no, y'all know how bad. <laughs> y'all know how bad that ass whooping had to be for Kadeem to remember the exact same January when? 28th. I beat his That's ass. That's J. Cole's birthday. <laughs> exactly. That's why I was like, yo, January 28th when I heard the number, I was like, yo, this is a okay. Oh my God. That's J. Cole's birthday. That is hilarious. Cole, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the day I beat somebody's ass behind the snow mound. In behind school. the snow mound. Yep. You Big gotta reason. love it. Yep. So it's like, that was growth. No one ever bothered me really? after that. So I was like, yeah, it's cool. But it's, it's weird even though we talk about kids getting bullied and all this stuff. Like, how do you navigate that with your kids? Honestly, I, I was afraid my son was, like, going to get bullied in, in uh, daycare or whatever. But I realized he might be the bully, so we got to kind of break that now. Not your son might be the bully? Yeah, because she was, like, because there's mostly boys at this daycare. There's a couple girls. They're a little older. Some of the boys are a little older, too. But I was like, yo, how are you doing at school? She's like, hey, he's doing good, but you need to, like, you know, cut his nails and stuff. I said, what's going on? She's like, well, he's a little rough sometimes. But he also has all boy cousins that are older than him. He's he's oh, the baby. He be jacking shit up. Yeah, so he's he's the baby. My, I guess I'm oldest nephews, 16, 12, 11, 6. And I got my, my wife's nephew. Well, he's my nephew, too. So he's 16 as well. They, all be, say, they uh, all be rough for him. My wife's nephew. Yeah, like, he's my uh, nephew, I guess too. He's my nephew. He's my too. nephew. I just include him as my nephew and my niece. Like, they rough with him. So it's like he just likes wrestling and fighting 
And I kind of wish we never showed him uh, WWE too early because now he think he Jeff Hardy jumping off the crib and stuff. As he should. As every, time bombs. I'm laying down like, bro, like, don't. Do, every little black kid needs their Jeff Hardy face, brother. Yeah, it's wild. And it's, it's like, okay, now we broke him about that. So it's like, no, you can't hit. You can't do this. Like, protect yourself. Like, he don't, he can't fully comprehend everything. He's like, he's, like, he's two. But he's starting to like, yo, you can't just be swinging on people like that. Like, you, you, you got to relax, my guy. Shit out people. Nah, you, you got to relax. But it's weird, though, because even as adults, I feel like bullying still happens. Yes, and it, and as adults, it looks less like. Honestly, I can't even say it looks less like anything. It looks exactly the same. Where people, <laughs> what they do is, and it's sad because they're adults. What they'll do is they'll they'll try to find a narrative, spin that narrative, and they'll spin that narrative to other people that they know will like. Oh yeah, I, I'm gonna tell them before they can talk to them, mm-hmm. and then you know they'll believe me. So then they'll kind of like, uh, well, I heard this type thing. Yeah. Then it's like when you get the right ones, you don't, you know, they don't even care about the other side. It's just like, oh, what that happened, and they'll just run with it. Yeah, they run with a bigger name. Yeah, and it's sad. It's honestly, it's sad, bro. Yeah, I see that in the workplace. I've seen that. Like even in science, science is like brutal. Yeah, I science is is very cutthroat, and nasty. You would think you in the entertainment world, people be stealing each other's research, like grant uh, money. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. That that actually makes perfect sense, and I completely not saying I agree with the stealing, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with the stealing. But it's like I can definitely see like. That makes sense because it's like if somebody's like, ah, oh, you know, I can't figure out this proton and this neutron. And you look over there, all his electrons jumping up and down. It's like, oh, all right, let me see what's, how you getting that to work. You feel me? Like, I love how Kyrie brought in protons, neutrons. I just taught the kids that. That was just crazy. So <laughs> love how he brought that in corporate. Kids, if you're listening, because I, y'all be nosy. Like, there you go. You better pass the quiz. But, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. Like, you know, I met somebody. They was up for like a million dollar grant and they kind of got like bullied out of their research. Like, hey, we take it, we'll work on it, blah, blah, blah. And they, they got the money. Another story, which was crazy, it, they were in Antarctica. So they were doing research down there. And it was the professor and he had his graduate student. And he was bullying her like the whole time. He was like trying to sexually assault her and all that stuff. And like he pushed her down the hill. In Antarctica, so she was rolling down the hill. Like he blew, in Antarctica, yeah, he blew glass. Cold he, as hell, cold blooded, <laughs> cold blooded. He blew glass in her eye. Like he was like a menace. Like and she couldn't really say nothing because he was like this big name scientist, and like nobody would believe her. But then, you know, I think later on in life, like it came out, all this stuff was happening. I think he did end up losing like his tenure or like his. Job. I forgot the dude's name, but if you look it up, like it's like that. And I feel like that's the same thing. Like, I don't like that people don't believe people who are getting bullied because someone has a bigger name. Like, I.E. Diddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> This bro. nigga's a bully. But it's like, uh, you know, even with the Diddy thing, right? We got to make sure we say allegedly. Allegedly. allegedly right? Allegedly. Because one right now is what? Three accusations, uh, probably more. If, probably more. But then it, And well, then it's the, the Cassie situation Cassie. where they settled out of court. <clears throat> And, you know, they say, like, settling isn't necessarily an admission of guilt. You kind of, because, like, with with celebrities, right, and even uh, with criminal cases, it's like, sometimes you just want to settle. So, you know, you just don't want the headache up at all. Mm-hmm. But, and I'll be very careful when I say this. In the same breath, when uh, R. Kelly got locked up and all of it came out about R. Kelly, and I don't know about everybody else, but. I vividly remember being like in elementary school hearing the jokes about him messing with little girls. So like when it came out and everyone's like, oh my God. And I was like, bro, what? I thought this is common knowledge that he was a creep and a pervert. And like what happens was his money ran out. Do you do, like, and, and I don't think that's what people understand. Like 
R. Kelly right now, had he managed his money better, he would still be out doing all the trifling evil things that he was doing. Mm-hmm. Everything he went to jail for, he would still be doing it, bro. He laughed he about had, it. You remember that interview? He was like, y'all should have called me years ago. You ain't never seen that interview? But <laughs> I didn't, but it's like, there. he's right, though. Yeah. And, if you, and, and the parents of those little girls should be in jail, too. Exactly. Because the reason they didn't say anything, because he was paying them. Exactly. They sold their daughters to R. Kelly. and, and I'm They not, sex trafficked, basically. Yes, and, I, and I'm not saying, you know, that's what Cassie did or anything like that because that's her trauma. Her, If it is true, that's her trauma, her pain. However she feels as though, like, she, whatever brings her peace with that is up to her. So if she felt like settling out of that, you know, settle, settling out of that court case instead of re- reliving all of her trauma and past experiences, then that's, that's what works for her. Mm. But it's like, I feel like there's a reason it went away for Diddy and it didn't go away for her. Mm. He dropped that. What was it? Thirty million? I don't know. It was, it was a three. It was three. And it was million. a three. I don't know if it was a zero before or after, but like he dropped that money because he got the money to drop. I'm like he can drop that money and it go away. All mm-hmm. them other the other people was like, oh, or Cassie settled out. Bet there. I, I don't think he will settle out for them. Not for everybody. Because now it's like he settled out for Cassie, and, and it's like you got all that shit is a domino effect, bro. Because now it's like all right, Cassie said he did all this stuff. All these other celebrities are like, oh yeah, it's true. Oh, I remember this. Ooh, wow, cool. Cassie got all this support and. It started. It was about to snowball. It started snowballing. Mm-hmm. He like, hey, look, get rid of all that. But for more stuff comes out. Yeah. Because then when more stuff comes out, then it's like, oh, he did that to me too. Yep. They you know what I'm saying? Russell Sim, but like, it was crazy. Like a lot of people were like, oh, I don't believe Cassie. But it's like, I tell somebody this, and I gotta be careful saying this too. I didn't like that people didn't believe her allegations, but they believed all the guys' allegations. Like, oh, he beat up Drake. Oh, he slapped. J. Cole, he blew up Kendrick's uh, <laughs> so uh, so car. Yeah, they believe all the quote-unquote um, tough guy yeah. antics, but they don't believe any of his yeah. predatory, toxic, you know, abusive antics, which that, is which sucks. It's crazy because even people like, oh, I don't get why somebody would wait so long to say something. I was like, well, look at it like this. You may be getting abused at work. Stuff at work may not be right. People might be saying racist stuff, sexist stuff. You don't say nothing until you're about to leave. Or better yet, when you work at McDonald's or Taco Bell, you don't say how bad the food is or how quality, bad quality the food is until you about to leave. Until you relieve because you need to make you sure feel, you got your job. Yeah, yeah. It. So it's like the same thing. Of course somebody not going to say something. Like I would be afraid to probably say something too if I was a woman. My career was just yeah, taking bro. off. And now like one of the biggest names in and it's music. Like, yeah, because it's like you got to think. And it, it's sad because popularity plays a lot into it. Because it's like it's like oh that's Diddy oh we love Diddy Diddy run a city like you get what I'm saying like and then it's like people be weird because it's like what that's my friend my friend wouldn't do anything oh, your friend's a pervert bro that's like there was a you know even in the even in the the scene here our creative scene mm-hmm. there are predators there are you feel me there are fucking weirdos excuse my <laughs> language bro like there are Not weirdos right. bro like and it's like these creepy guys uh, there was this one I, you probably remember him bro light skin. He's yeah. like, Rick, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I was like, when I first got into this. Yeah, yeah, him. Him. He would go up on open mics. He would bomb every night. He had one funny joke. To this day, I remember that funny joke. It was only one funny joke he ever had. Yeah, I never even got to do his name. I never even I know his name. name. I won't say it online because I won't say it on the podcast because he's weird. And he, he thinks stuff like that is like attention. So mm, okay. um, he had, it was like, I want to say it was like a three-strike rule with him. Because like some girl, one one female comedian Mentioned him making inappropriate comments towards her, like in her DM or something like that. I think. Mm. So it was like, all right, you know, we had to say something to him about that or whatever. Because this is this is around when I was hosting that mic. Okay. 
So it was like we, you know, we because he would say he said something to her in person too. So we had to say something to him about that. Then there was another female comedian. Uh, you feel me? Um, and she was like, you know, he gave her a drink and she started getting woozy and she went home and ended up passing out when she got home. Mm. Then he was doing uh he was doing stand up at Wits End on Thursday and one of the comedians brought a date and the date saw him on stage and immediately like started like freaking out and crying like, Oh, you know, he you know, SA'd me. Oh shit. Yeah, or whatever, like years ago. So after that, that was like, Yeah, you can't like everybody it was like a group chat, like everybody was like, Yeah, he can't come. He's not welcome on. Well, that's good that the scene did that. Yeah, but then it's like, that's beautiful, right? Yeah. But then it's like, it's other times. I feel like it's not the same when it's female comedians, like, going against, like, like, no one liked that comedian. Mm -hmm. Nobody. So it was like, all right, cool, whatever. He's a pervert. Get him out of here. But then you got these, like, weirdos where it's like, they're kind of popular and it's like, they're they're being creeps. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're being creeps, but they're kind of popular. So it's like, people kind of like, oh, I don't think they would do that and and all that. And I just think that's so foul. Not saying you got to believe every charge, but it's like people so, you know what else I noticed, bro? And I, and it's still in the same vein. People, like a promiscuous woman, they will throw that in their face. Oh, yeah. And I hate that so bad, bro. Yeah. Like, because it's like, all right, so why she like dick? So why she like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you was trying to fuck. Yeah, <laughs> bro. And that's the thing. These niggas be weird, bro. Like, they 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 try to, they, they call these women like sluts, whores, and, and all this other stuff. And then when they try to fuck and they can't fuck, then it's like, it's something else. Oh, yeah, she this, she that. Well, how she that and that? If you couldn't fuck, that don't even make sense. Exactly. I mean, if she was that easy, you would have got it. But you didn't, sir. Yeah, but you or, didn't, sir. So it's like, yeah, that is, that's really messed up. Because I, I think there was uh, some women that I've met. It was like, oh, the promiscuous thing got thrown in their face. But it's like, what does that got to do with them being assaulted? Even if, even if you are that, that don't permit that. You that to happen to you because if it happened to your mom or your sister or your girl or whatever, you feel some type of way. So why is it if it's just some stranger? Like you shouldn't throw that in their face. You shouldn't throw that. Out. How about this? All the all the entertainers we got that are female entertainers that do more risque songs. They they dance. They twerk. They pop. They pat. They pat their their kitten. Whatever. <laughs> if something happened to them, you would probably believe them. That that doesn't mean that that should ha something should happen to them. Just like again, if you have a daughter or you have your mother or your sister. If they make music or they wear something, that doesn't automatically mean that should happen to Bro, them. I had uh, one of my uh, very close comedian friends mm -hmm. uh, was sexually assaulted. And she came out and said something about it. Mm -hmm. And there was another, like a well-known female comedian, right? And because because of the, the, the female comedian I'm close with, uh, the venue, and I won't say I won't say the venue name uh, online or whatever, because the you know the venue didn't have anything to yeah they didn't have no I wouldn't say anything to do with it or, or whatever. Not saying I'll say this the the guy that sexually assaulted her worked at the venue. The venue is a very is a is a place where all comedians go to work on material and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So my friend, you know, made it be known, hey, you know that that bartender, you know, SA'd me or whatever. Sexually assault? We can say sexually yeah, assault, I guess right? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's sa. Yeah, because I know, like TikTok and all that stuff, you can't say it, but which is crazy because you can have a whole yeah, a whole other <laughs> topic. But yeah, so she said that or whatever came out, made an announcement, you know, on, on Instagram, like, hey, you know, he works here, he sexually assaulted me, and she did it in a sense of like, you know, if it happened to me, it could happen to mm -hmm. any other female comedian. I want to make sure everyone's safe. Do you know that the the other female comedian, the older one, the one with the bigger name, more popular, she said, oh, no, you guys are doing this to try to tear down this venue. 
and you you're a me too gremlin what else did she say the like, fuck is a me too gremlin bro, listen <laughs> to me she said that like yeah that's your me too gremlin and then said that oh she uh she slept with my cousin a couple of days after meeting him, so I know she gets down like that. So she's probably lying. A female comedian said that, bro. Mm. A female, and this is a female comedian that's like, oh, protect women and and all this other stuff until it's time to protect. Until it's time to protect women, and bro, that's so disgusting to me, bro. Yeah, like it's so disgusting. Like it's just wild, and it's like it's so hard. I feel like it's so hard being a female in entertainment sometimes. Oh, it's very difficult. Like, like I'm not a female, so I can't speak for y'all. But yeah, just, you know, yeah. just the female comedians that I know. And I'm, I'm sorry, I know some of them like like being called females. Like yeah, that. women. But the women comedians I know, it's just like I see how much harder they have to work sometimes. Yeah, and some of the bullshit they gotta go through, like um, getting potentially getting groped. Like I heard story, I never seen it because it's like if I see something, I'm, I'm me personally, I'm gonna say something. Because even like one of our friends, she was getting kind of followed. Well, I ain't gonna say getting kind of. She was getting followed. When she was going home, this is like me, her first man. I was like, look, I'm not like that or whatever. But if you need to get a ride or want me to call you an Uber, like I'll do that. Like, yeah. don't, don't get in that situation no more. Yeah. Because I don't want nothing to happen to you. And it's like all of that could have been preventable. Not saying yeah, everybody like, in, the, in the scene or any scene has your best interest, but there are some that's like, bro. I, yeah, they got I, some genuine guys out here. Yeah. Like, uh, like, I don't know, bro. It just, it just sucks. And then it's like, as a female comedian, it's like the same things that, that, uh, that would make Okay, I'll say I'll, I'll say it like this: as a female comedian, being funny, being funny and being attractive is like like a double edged sword, bro. Mm-hmm. Because it's like on one hand, it's like we know you're funny, like like people can't deny that you're funny, but because you're attractive, they're gonna attribute all your success and your opportunities to you being attractive. Are you sleeping around? Are you yeah? Well, and which then you feel me? And then it's like if you. Let's say, and let's say, uh, you know, you you are getting these opportunities, and you're not sleeping around and stuff like that. Then you got the people that are booking you just to try to sleep with you and yep. and try their hand and stuff like that. But you are funny, and like that's it, and that's why I say like it's a it's a double edged sword to be like attractive and funny in stand up because it's like it's benefits to it. You like like and and don't and I'm not saying this as a shot or anything, but no woman can deny that there's definitely a pretty privilege when mm. it comes to getting booked. And you know that's it's a it. I don't even know. Like it's a, again a double edged sword. It's like all right, I know I'm only getting booked because I'm pretty, but I, I'm really in funny. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and I can say about most of the women that I've seen, they're actually fucking funny. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Some of them are like Baltimore. Baltimore stand up scene is insane. Yeah, so they be crushing the dudes. My good lord, like yeah. she, she just smells like y'all gonna follow that. Like all right, come on, all right, let's do this. Like yeah, okay. But yeah, it's it's some that are like just monsters out here that just haven't got their chance to uh, really get seen, or you know, people blocking or, or bullying, gatekeeping. Like I feel like that's a form of bullying. But yeah, it's just like you know, if if there are any women listening to it, I don't know how many you know women listeners we have, and if you do comedy or entertainment, whatever you do, like don't don't give up on it. Like, don't give up, and also find your tribe. There are yeah. genuine people out here, like yeah, men and that women. you can talk to, or anything in between. <laughs> yeah, like you can talk to, you know, they look out for you. Like it's all like, like there's genuine love out here, bro. Like yeah. you don't got, don't let these weirdos, you know, what I'm saying these weirdo was, motherfuckers out here like scare you away. Yeah, because it was like one young lady. Um, I met her in DC. She's a comic too, and we was I was we was leaving a little spot or whatever. And she was like, oh, I'm about to go over here. And we were just kind of talking while I was going to my car, and she was going mm-hmm. her way. And she's like, yeah, I got robbed over here. I was like, you got robbed? She's like, yeah, I was walking home. You know, this homeless dude pulled a gun out on me. And he tried to rob me. I was like, 
All right, come on. We I'm about to just walk you back to your yeah. spot. Like that's not no. As you should. But I also, was like, cause none. Of, I was like, you told anybody? She's like, yeah, I told some people. But she, I was like, so they didn't walk you or make sure you was good. I was like, you lived like literally four blocks away. None of y'all could have walked there if she told you. I was like, nah. I, Bro, I got a lot you. of a lot of a lot of male comedians aren't men. Like they don't understand what it means to be a man. They don't understand the provide protect. Dang, you know so you got to jump in front of a bullet for shorty, but dang, like nah, they but it's like it. they don't under like the, a lot of them don't really understand. I was in, bro, and I won't, I won't say say the name, but I was in a I was in a com, uh, green room with a comedian the other day, right? Mm -hmm. And he was like, uh, we were talking about, um, you know, if a woman, they were having an argument about what's worse, uh, catching something or having you know or having a kid. Or whatever. So, long story short, the one comedian made a comment. He was like, "Well, if, you know, if a girl says she's pregnant right now, then I don't know what to tell her because I'm not helping raise that kid. I'm chasing my dreams." And like, I looked at him. I was like, "Yo!" And like, he was so serious. And I'm like, "Yo, ew! Like, that's that's nasty work, bro. Like, you'll you'll never." And like, people don't understand this, bro. I'm and I'm not sitting here saying like everything. Oh, everything comes back to you and all that, bro. You never gonna have no type of luck or success, bro. You out here moving like that. That's gross. That's gross. Like people don't understand. It's a it's a okay way to chase your dreams, and then it's like a way where you just like, yo, what? Like, ugh. Uh, I don't my, know. my mom always told me because I was like, yo, does this stuff like kind of slow down? She's like, it can, but she was like, your child doesn't stop your dream. Like that's just another proponent to you make have you to go harder because it's like, like I see them now, nah, daddy or mommy got to make sure like everything is gonna go. The way it needs to go. Yeah, and it's like it's it for me. It's like uh, you grow. Your child isn't gonna be a baby forever. Exactly. You're not gonna have to stay home and hold them forever. Like like we talked about on here. My daughter comes to me with shows. She if we go through if we sit here and go through pictures of comedians, she can name. Oh, I know them. Oh, that's my homie. Da da. What? You know what I'm saying? Like you can have a career as a parent. But like saying quite like a few. <laughs> yeah, bro. And with it's multiple like multiple children, and they still getting it in men yeah. and women they still out here grinding their kids come to shows with them like i said when my son get a little older we all know he ain't gonna be talking and running oh out. bro zuri on babysitting duty i'm yeah. already with it's it like, like bro, we already on it it's like come on we, you gonna go to let's go to la like i can't wait to like get to that level where it's like oh we can go out the country we can go here there like i love to have my wife and, and son with me Shit, maybe my nephews every once in a while i'm looking forward to that but that's kind of a wild take from a person that you would just even if you're in that situation, you know the stereotype that comes with many men and children and just abandoning them, and you don't want that cycle to continue. You would, think. You, would you would willfully be like, willingly just say, yeah, f that kid. Like that's her choice. Like, okay, but you help create it, you know. So at least somewhat be there, have some sort of relationship. Don't let that kid go out there in the world and be another statistic because they end up being a a criminal. They sell drugs. They may get caught up. Like yo, kind of help dead that. Like we should be getting tired of seeing that in our community as a whole but you're going to help exacerbate that by just saying okay if you get pregnant my career is over you and then what if your career never takes off yeah then it's like you just left with like yeah what if it never take off what if your kid ends up having a better career for you you gonna think they're gonna take care of you you're gonna want to build that relationship bro imagine having to ask the child that you gave up like the child that you ignored it's like water drink. boy imagine <laughs> having to ask your child for a guest spot that'd be sick hey hey listen you know i, I know i missed your first you know 22 birthdays but you think you got five minutes yeah. for your old man? <laughs> you can hold me. You think? Yo, can you at least give me a drink or something. You know what I'm saying? Give me seven minutes. Let me do a guest fight. Let me let me let me warm up the crowd. Let me do my thing. Then you bomb. <laughs> now, now your son got to clean up your mess and then cook you like that's. Oh, that's hilarious.
That'd be wicked. That'd be hilarious to see it play out in a show. Yeah, it's like Barry Boucher on Waterboy. You don't go to you gonna go to the NFL, <laughs> dummy? Like that's I don't want to do that. I don't want to play foosball no more. Like that's that's sad. How do you uh, how do you plan on teaching your son or talking to your son about bullying? Like when at what at what age do you? Uh... I feel like as soon as they can start talking, they go to school because it's like even my students sometimes they'll say like some stuff. I was like, yo, don't say that. Like, oh, he. I was like, one of my students, he said the F word to somebody. Okay. I was like, well, why would you call him that? He said, because he was, I was like, do you even know what that is? He was like, yeah, him. I was like, okay. You need to actually like, <laughs> like, like learn what this is, what it comes from. Yeah. What can happen to you from saying that? I was like, yeah. just because, I told him, I was like, yo, I know some gay people. Nah. I went to college. Then I was like, yo, I was like, there's still people. Just because that's what, he's not even, he's not that, but even if he is, who cares? What does it got to do with you? Right. That has nothing to do with you. Like, keep it moving, keep it pushing. I was like, and I wanted to say, nigga, his grade is better than yours anyway. So why Bro, you doing I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm, I'm very much one of those, like, people in the school where it's like, you you can't bully somebody and, like, they're getting better grades than you. Stop. I was like, this boy got all types of, I mean, he's on a roll, everything. He's cooking out here. I was like, no, don't, don't, don't do that. I was like, don't, if you, I was like, if I ever hear you say that again, I promise you, you're going to fail this class. I'll nah, make it hard for that's, you. That's valid. But don't but do that to nobody. It's valid, like, because you really got to step in, like, uh, Step in at times like this. For me, it's like uh, me and me and my daughter watch a lot of movies, TV shows, stuff like that. We watch a lot of content together. So, like, at an early age, she was like, you know, why them kids being mean to that kid? I'm like, they bullies. And it's like, and she's like, oh, we don't like bullies. I'm like, no, we don't mm-hmm. like bullies. Exactly. And, like, even now with her going to a new school and stuff like that, she like, you know, I feel like this kid is like, you know, pick it with me. I'm like, so how do you, you know, and I ask her, like, well, how do you want to do it? How do you want to handle it? What do you think is the best way? So we come up with like steps. Like, all right, tell the teacher first. If the teacher don't do nothing. Handle it your way. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> and I promise you, that's what I tell her. The teacher don't. If the teacher, you do what you need to do first. Somebody bothers you, tell the teacher. Yep. Right. If so at least you got some evidence. Like, yeah. yo, I went to you one time. I went to you two. The third time. Hey, whatever and, happens, happens. And what she's supposed to do next? If it happens again, you tell the teacher. Hey, I came to you with the problem. The problem is still happening. I'm about to smack the shit out of them. <laughs> and you mean. can call, and, and, and what she says at the end is, and you can call my dad, you can call my dad if it's a problem. And I'm not trying to be rude or mean, but I get I came to you with this problem. No, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. You and that's what you're supposed to do, because I don't send my, you know what I'm saying? You got a paper I, don't deal with, I don't deal with bullies or nothing like that. It's a little kid in the neighborhood uh, that's had a crush on my daughter since he's seen her. Mm-hmm. Like, he snuck out of the house to walk with us to the store. <laughs> With no shoes on, like <coughs> he stands at the end of the uh, the gate, like waiting for her to come outside. He about to have a boombox outside. Yes, bro. And they're in the same class now. Oh. And like now, it's like he follows her all around the class. He wants to sit next to her in class. He doesn't do any doesn't do any work, but like he wants, he just adores my daughter. And I don't. It's like, uh, please. Yeah. One little boy he was like that in my class. <laughs> he kind of he kind of played me. So he was like, um, kids, they was doing their work or whatever, and he was sitting by himself. I was like, yo, why don't you want to work nobody in the group? He was like, nah, I'm just cool. I was like, you want to work with somebody? I was like, you want to work with a girl over here? Because she by herself. Well, she had one other person. He was like, yeah, I love that. So they was working. He was getting all his work done. And then at the end of class, I said, yo, Dr. Richardson. I said, what's up? He said, yo, I kind of, he's like, I got a crush on somebody. I was like, is it who I think it is? He just like did a little Macaulay Cogan eyebrows. Mm. He was like, yeah, sir, over there. I was like, all right. I was like, bro, you ain't going to play me like that no more. Um, and now they talk. They, they're dating. By the time I was like, yo, make sure you keep your grades up. He said, why? I was like, because women don't like stupid men. 
Nah, he was man. like, all right, and now he got straight A's. I was like, guess what I'm talking about, dog? <laughs> like, the, keep it up. The, uh, the, uh, the fifth grader, the one fifth grader, he ran out of class, right? Because we, uh, we got tutors in the school now. So he runs out of class. So, I'm, you know, I got, it's my job to get him back in the class. I'm like, what's the, you know, what's the problem? Mm. He's like, cuz. He said, cuz, them tutors. I'm like, what's wrong with the tutors? I thought you, you know, I thought it was cool. It's, the tutors are like two, an 18-year-old and a 19-year-old woman. Right? Oh, I remember you telling me about that. <laughs> Yo, and, and the dude said, and he goes, nah, because why don't know my, my class look like that? And he was upset that they didn't look like these two girls, right? So I'm like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're in fifth grade. Y'all still got some growing up to do. Like, just <laughs> stick it out, please. Just go back to class. He like, all right, I'll go back to class if I can get a book. I'm like, it's a book in the classroom. He looked at me, dead in my eyes, and said, the books in the class don't look like the ones in the library, Mr. Kyrie. I said, bro, that was so smooth. Let's go. Let's go to the library right now. I'm going to come with you. But then he ended up going to the library, and he wrote he wrote on the tutoring work, uh, you a bad bitch. Can you be my bad bitch? But it was so poorly spaced. It all looked like one word. And it's like, damn, nigga, I see why you need tutoring. Go he to class. He, he had a big hashtag. Yeah. It's already so spacing. He said, you a bad bitch. It's like, bro, you in there because you can't read or write, cuz. Like, why are you in there, like, wilding like that? Relax. She didn't even know what you spelled there. No, it actually hierog- pissed her off a lot. Like, I'm, I'm sure it did. She yeah. wrote one, first of all, you didn't have no space. It looked like hieroglyphics. Like, yeah. Don't call me no bad bitch with an eagle. Like, what are you talking with about? With an eagle? He didn't, he didn't write it out. I don't know, man. Like, it, I hope my son doesn't have to go through that. But I feel like almost, I ain't going to say everybody. I feel like somebody, you may not necessarily got bullied, bullied, but you may have been like people picked on you or said some wild mm-hmm. stuff. But I learned how to snap back on people, like roast people too. So I was like, that didn't last long either. Some people, they stopped. They, oh, you the funny dude. But also, I want to say, teach your kids how to fight. But hell, it seems like if that happens, your kid might get shot now because don't nobody know how to fight no more or willing to fight. So it's 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 weird. It's really weird because it, it can transition to something totally different when it's something that shouldn't even been that big in the first place. So, like, I don't know. I had, like, a couple kids. They they got into a little fisty cup action in our school, but it's kind of rare now because our principal, she, like, um, like she uh, what was that? What was that movie? Lean on me. She, like, uh, old Joe, Morgan Freeman. That's what she, she'd be breaking up fights and stuff. And we just did it. But a lot of the kids, they got way more respect to not fight because they know they know the teachers mm-hmm. are gonna be there and they know it's gonna be a consequence. And when you build a relationship with the kids, all you gotta be like, yo, I'm disappointed in you. And they're like, that's that shit just makes them crumble now. It's like, oh man, I'm sorry, I messed up. Like, nah, we don't do our little handshake in the morning if you mess up. I was like, nah, we're not doing that. Nah, you you messed up. So I'm not, nah. You gotta sit over there, do your work. And when you start acting up, then I'll talk to you again and we can kick it and we can yeah, laugh and joke. That. So But I think that's that's one way to get to them for them to not bully. Uh, and do all that stuff in school, but yeah, they're getting better. They're getting better. So yeah, sure. I just wish. Uh, I feel like everything starts at home. To be honest, and like I feel like a lot of the times, if you check stuff like that at the door, and they know, like how you said, they know there's an actual consequence and they're gonna be held accountable. It could be nipped in the butt. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the adults. Sometimes adults. They need their ass beat. Like, no, they do. Some of them like do. take them in the alley and whoop their ass. A couple of them need their ass <laughs> beat. In the like, alley. Or for real, like old school, old school, throw the shirt over their face, beat they ass type ass whooping, like no, one of those. <laughs> mighty Ducks, and they just put the jersey exactly over? Exactly that. Yeah, give them a Mighty Ducks ass whooping, a hockey ass whooping. Yeah, some, I, you can tell some people never been in a fight. I never, they need to. Some need to, because it's like, it's tiresome sometimes. Like all the bullying, the gatekeeping, the, the lying, the manipulation, like that's not cool. Like just stand like, if you messed up, you messed up. 
Just stand on your own two feet because I hate to tell you what it is, the truth always comes out. Yeah. It always comes out. They say what's done in the dark comes to the light. It, it uh, isn't. Look at the celebrities we just talked about. Everything came to light. Every time. You're you going to be looking like, uh, what was it, Russell Simmons? He over in Bali hiding from people because he got all them allegations on him. So, yeah. So, yeah, just just do right, y'all. Just do right. Treat people as show and, and, and stick together. Like, we're in this little tiny comedy community. And what's crazy is even if you're on the other side of the country, somebody probably knows you. Or they know somebody you know. And well, yeah, word like gets around know, so fast. Yeah, people know each other. It's a, such a small community. It, it really is. So it's just like, don't do foul stuff. Because it's always, even if you're big, you never know who's going to surpass you. You never know who's going to surpass you and put you in your place or be like, yo, I remember when you did such and such. It was, actually, <laughs> weirdly enough, I remember it was like our dean of our college when I was at the, the white university. <laughs> I'll say that. And. He was like, yo, he got into it with this person and he ended mm-hmm. up working at Ohio State University. And the person he got into it with was the person who was going to hire him. He was over the school. So he was like, yo, I'm glad we kind of squashed our issue. Yeah. We talked it out. He was like, because I wouldn't have a job. Like, he was like, yo, he was like, yeah, I held on that for a minute. But he's like, you, he's like, you probably wouldn't have the job if you never apologized him years ago. I was like, yeah, again, you never know. You could say it's petty, but some people don't forget stuff. So you don't, you don't screw people over it and, and, I nah, think everything's going to be good because you never know what's going to happen, ever, or who you may need. No, that's valid. And, like, I feel like that's, <clears> like, a lot of people don't think about that. They try to use people, get what they can, and then roll out, but they don't think, like, oh, I still got to deal with this person. Yeah. This person is going to have more opportunities. This person is going to have, you know, their career is going to progress the same way mine is. Mm-hmm. Like, you never know because some sad. people, they don't post everything. They just move. And me and you both know we don't post everything. I, I know some people are like, no, you ain't even seen your mail. I was like, yeah, because I'm doing other stuff. Like, when it's time to show it, it's time to show it. And it's, it's going to be. When it's not, it's not. Yeah. Because I don't want to show y'all every single clip of me. Because like, I'm going to keep saying it. 2024 is going to be amazing for me. <clears throat> I can't speak for everybody else. But I know for sure, me and my dog right here, we gonna we we are gonna have a great year next year. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Like this, even this year it was it was great. Even the tour, it was. It, it didn't go the way we wanted to fully, but I still had fun. We I feel like a lot of this was like learning experiences. We oh, got yeah. to go on our first actual like real tour that we put together, and like that was fun. Granted, it didn't work out how we wanted it to. Hmm. Then I did the headlining tour, and like that was cool, and I learned a lot from that too. So. Yeah, it was it was dope, man. Like, uh, and we we got a we got a lot of opportunities. Uh, I got to work with Sidney Castillo for the first time, who's a great mentor, a great person to learn from. He's just dope overall. Um, we did uh, we we threw a show together too this year. Mm, yeah, yeah, and that was and that was what sold out. That yeah, was, sold was sold out. out. Yeah, we sold out uh, Motorhouse. So, like yeah. that was cool. <clears throat> that was my first time ever working in that room too. Uh the bigger room. I was there where they had the open mics at whenever the big room. So that was fun. That was, that was packed out. They would have fun. They had a lot of fun. Had a lot of the comedians uh, Kyrie named earlier. Like, they did good, and they're progressively getting better. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's it's been fun. I'm interested. And also, I got to let y'all know, too. Like, you know, be grateful for the opportunities y'all got sometimes, too. I don't think a lot of people... Step back and look at what they accomplished. With yeah, with where they at now. Everyone always like <clears throat> tries to think about ahead of the time. Yeah, the like, future. Like, like look, look what you've done. Like look, look where you. Like I'm thinking about like dang. Like I was just talking to some comedians. Oh, I forgot. We were in the green room. I was like, I feel like stuff kind of slowed down. Now I got mm. colder. But I'm. They was like, bro, you just did a tour. You did this. You did that. I was like, no, you absolutely right. You right. You right. Let me let me you know be grateful for what I 
did accomplish this year because it couldn't yeah. it couldn't not happen at all. Yeah, honestly. And then you know, don't have to question everything just because it's not happening at the at the time you wanted to. Uh, a quote my grandfather may say it, but I don't know. But it's like don't put question marks where God put periods. Sometimes I like that. So it's just like yo. Stuff happening is the way it's supposed to happen at the time it's supposed to happen. You know, still grind and do your work. But things will happen when they're supposed to. Like, don't don't rush it because even with some people, they get fame so quick, they don't mm. know what to do with it and it fizzles out. They don't have it. I want, with comedy or whatever I do, I want longevity. I want it to be yeah. something that, be can, that, can, that can transcend even generations. Like, look at Richard Pryor. Like, he's been dead for how long? This first comedy album, like people still listen to that. Eddie Murphy, Dave's older stuff, all that stuff. So I just, I want my stuff to be like almost timeless, a classic. So that's why I'm taking my time writing. Or building this. I'm gonna say taking my time writing, building, making sure I'm building a great story for really? people to listen to. Like I no. don't want to just put a, a special out that doesn't have any nuance to it. It's just words. Valid. Like, you want to have that narrative. And I honestly, brother, and I want to let you know, I think you're well on your way. Because you, you have some shit, boy. You got some shit. So, it's just like, I, I hope it, it can touch the heart of people. Like, even some stuff I haven't touched in a while. But it's like, all right, let me bring it back out. Or some new stuff. Like, uh, I was a little hesitant to do it. Because I know Alice Sadiq was a domino effect, too. Like, he kind of talked about his, his sister passing. Passing. Mm. I was like, I got a story similar. It's not a sibling, but it's like, it was one of my best friends. Like, I talked about it once on stage, probably like a month or two after it happened. But people were like, yo, that was like really emotional. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, I never like got that aspect of comedy where it's like I got teary eyes. I was like, all right, yeah. let me let me touch this a little bit more again. But I might do that. Whenever I shoot a special, I'm, I might add that in there. I might add it in there. I might do a little, little, little surprise to you, you feel me? Or it could be the second one. I don't know. I was like, I'm just building the story at this point. Uh Kind of just on my life and just perspective on things. So, mm. no, I feel that, brother. And I feel like I'm I'm going more into that. Uh, last night at church of satire, I got into, like, I got to speak about my uncle dying uh, mm. a little bit, and it was so dope because it was like. I did, like, I had my set, and, like, I did, uh, remember I told you I've been, like, working on having, like, a cold open before I started yeah. getting into my set, which I did last night, and that was cool. You did, too? Okay. Yeah, it wasn't as long, but it was it was uh, definitely fun. Played around a bit, then I got into the set, and the set, you know me, I'm real, con, you know, cohesive with my stories. Um, so the narrative was there, and then it's like, once I got to the part about my uncle, it's like, I, I started, like, I remembered Sidney Castillo on stage, and how, he, how it just felt like he was speaking from the heart. Mm-hmm. Him, Ali Sadiq. And I just did it, bro. And I just started speaking from the heart. And like, I was like, yeah, well, wow. And then, like, when the punchlines would come, they would be so unexpected. Like, it was just like rocking the room, boom, boom, boom. And it's like, I don't know. It's dope. It's fun. I'm excited for everything that's coming up. And I know we keep saying it, but it's like, one thing we got from uh, Sydney Castillo was like successful conversations. So it was like, yeah. Uh, just talking about being, you know, just speaking about all the things we want to accomplish and we are going to accomplish. It just makes us feel so grateful and happy. That's all. Uh, Kadeem, what's one thing you're, you're before we go, Kadeem, what is one thing that you are thankful for? Oh, one, my family. I know that's just, uh, no, I see. I feel like that's, that's but, easy. Um, yeah, that's, I don't know. Just, just two black dads podcast. Yeah, we we my, can't pick family. <laughs> outside of family and all that stuff. I, I would just say like, the journey my my comedy career is going so far. Like it may not I may not be the biggest name or have millions of followers, but I love the stories that I'm creating and I love that people are actually gravitating to what I have to say. Um yo, I did want to ask you this before we go. 
what was the comparison you ever got? Like an audience man, they say, yo, you remind me of this famous comedian. I love that you are <sighs> Like, what was one that was like, yo, this is crazy, I got compared to them? Uh, where it was like, oh, uh, so I've gotten, hmm. You're the next whatever, you remind Ron me. Ron Funches. Ron Funches. Ron Funches. It made me look up who Ron Funches was. Reach out to Ron Funches. I was actually going to be on a show with Ron Funches. I remember that. He got I've sick, been right? on yeah, but but because of that comparison in the crowd, I've been on Ron's podcast, uh, his wrestling podcast. Um, we were supposed to do some shows together, uh, whatever. But yeah, like I don't know Ron. Like, like he's not like a buddy of mine, but like you know, what I'm saying like he cool people. Like I know of him. We've done some stuff together, and it all came from me looking him up because somebody said this back when I had my hair that I looked and sounded like Ron Funches. Mm. So okay, I think. The what one, about you? Because I feel like you got one, and it made you like the one I got. It was, it was really weird. It's really weird. It was I was at the DC Comedy Loft. I did a show with uh, Eric Escobar, and this dude like him like few white people. They ran up to me like, "Yo, you know your mommy?" I was like, "Oh God." I don't say some generic black dude, you know. Mm. It was like, nah. It was like your your comedy reminds me of George Carlin. Carlin? Yeah, I was like, okay. I was like, I appreciate. I was like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> like nowhere near. Imposter syndrome kicked in. Like, hey, brother, this ain't it. Yeah, like, but stop. I was like, yo, that was. I, they was like, I was like, why would you say that? They was like, just because how you kind of break down life and just look at stuff from a different lens. It right. was like that shit's like really dope. They was like, we don't really see that no more. So he was like, yeah, I want to follow you. You're like one of my favorite comedians now. I say, bro, I only did seven minutes, but I, I was in my head. I ain't said a lot. I, was like, I only did seven minutes. But I was like, of course you can follow me. But that was. That was dope. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm nowhere like George Carlin just yet, <laughs> but I, I do appreciate that. Like, that's like one of my favorite comedians. So that was like a crazy comparison. I didn't even know people of this generation, day and age, like even followed his work. He's dead now. So I can't look him up and like Kyrie did with Ron Funches to hang out and shit and be on podcasts. Not unless he's got a, a podcast from the grave. And I, I'm not trying to be on that. Mm. I'm good. I'm good. But yeah, um, yeah, I think that's like a, a wrap for this episode. It is. Fun. It is. It's been fun. Great catching up with you. Uh, me and Kadeem are about to go work on an idea we have. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, remember, man, um, I don't know what to remember because we don't have anything we said. I, I'll <laughs> say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, if you ever question anything in life, don't put question marks where God puts periods. Period. Um, also, we, have remember, if you, oh, I got one. I got one. What okay. you got? What you got? What I got, got one. If y'all having a, you know, if you you talk with your guys or whatever, and y'all just talking about stuff, you gotta stop and think: Is this conversation successful? Hey, word to the great Sidney Castillo. Shout out to him. Uh, you guys have a happy weekend, happy Thanksgiving. Christmas about to come up. Put up your decorations. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you very much. Hey.